Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today, I'm speaking with Debbie O'Grady, someone who is a very, very special person in my life, someone that I met a few years back. We'll talk about that and someone that I want you to know more about. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you, Connie. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes, yes, I, I'm thrilled that you have, have joined us today. And I want to go back, because now you're the queen of accountability. You are known for accountability, and we're going to talk about your book around that and all these things. But let's go back a few years. I believe it was 2010 when you and I met. Yes, I think it was. It's been quite a few years, hasn't it? Like it has. Years. Yeah, four, four and a half years now. And we met at someone someone's event, which is typical for how we meet so many people these days at events. And you were working with me then for a little bit after that. And over this time, though, you really have changed in such a great way. But let me tell you first why I was attracted to you as somebody that I wanted to get to know and someone I wanted to work with. You are really one of the most positive people that I know. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) Because so many people get bogged down with the day-to-day, and I think we all have things we could complain about. The weather, if nothing else, I mean, there's always something we can complain about. But making that, you know, choice, obvious choice not to complain instead, always look for for the, the great inside of ourselves and inside of other people, I think it makes life more joyous. Do you agree? Oh, I agree. You know, I tell people happiness is a choice, and I always choose to be happy. Yes. That's my personality, yes. Yes, it's just it's so much more fun. But now, over these years, you have really changed drastically when it comes to the business that you're doing, because now you're more and more successful with with every day, which I'm so, so happy for you about. But I want to know, what was it that changed inside of you? Was it something that you were aware of, or did this just occur kind of naturally over time over the last couple of years or so? That's a really interesting question. I, You know, honestly, I've never actually thought about it very much. So, But, I, you know, I do push myself. I push myself to do new things to, to when things are a little bit uncomfortable for me that tells me that, you know, that's a stretch for me, which is a very good thing. I always tell my clients that you do need to stretch to be successful. I, you know, I think it was, it was conscious that I was doing things like that. If I tried something and, and it wasn't, and I just didn't enjoy it or it wasn't working, then I'd stop doing it and, and try something else. And I've done that all my life that, you know, if something's not working, then change it. <laughs> it's no sense in, in worrying about it or complaining about it. If it's not working, change it. So I think that's – I just followed that through with, with my business until I find things that are working and then stick with it. But, you know, there's really brilliance in that. And, you know, I, I did something similar. I don't know that mine was, was brilliance necessarily, but I feel like, like yours is because what, what you're saying there, let, let's break that down, what you're saying is – that you're willing to try things because I know that you've been willing to go to events and you know travel to different places and work through different programs, do things. And if it works, then you keep doing that and more of that. And if it doesn't work, then you don't do that anymore. And that's how I describe what I did in the beginning. If it worked, I did it more and learned more about it. And if it didn't work, I just stopped and said, well, that was an experience, but it was something that, that isn't working for me for whatever reason. And I think if people that are listening to this podcast series, if that's the only thing that they take away from it, 
is that we must try things, and then we must look at that the, the the contrast between it. It's either something that feels right and is making some definite movement in our business and what we want to achieve, or even in our personal life, or if we say, no, I, I did try it, I went ahead and tried it, but that nah, just doesn't seem like what I want to do, and then move away from that, that can be life-changing. It, it can, it can, and I think the... You know the the most the maybe the most challenging thing is to try to figure out well how long do you keep trying something that just isn't working because we all know in the very beginning when you start something new it's going to be difficult it's going to be difficult to learn it maybe usually it is you know but you have to, so you have to give it a fair try and I think that's you know one of the things that people have to figure it out of did I do the best I could do and and it's still not working, then you move on. Right, and I think, you know, you can let things simmer a little bit so you can think mm-hmm. about them and decide then if you're going to come back to it or not. But I think definitely in the beginning you've got to build up that momentum where things then will have that opportunity to take off. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Debbie, tell us a little bit about your background because you and I didn't magically fall out of the sky and do business online. (laughs) So tell us about uh, some things that you have done before 2010, before I met you. Well, you know, when I first graduated from high school, I went to work in in a factory. That's, um, you know, that's interesting to talk about now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, different factory jobs. I was one of those people. At one point, I was working on a line, you know, where things come through and you do your little piece and you move it along. And and I drove fork trucks at, at different points. So I've I've done some interesting work working in the factory. And and then I decided that wasn't going to be my lifelong career. So I did go to college, got a degree in computer science, and just worked my way up. Um, in the corporate world to being a project manager. And and that's the job I did probably for the last 15 to 20 years of of my career in in corporate America, which was really good doing that because that work helped me to understand how to hire people when, you know, you had to fire people. I had that experience. So it just gave me a lot of great experience that, I use today in in running my business. Wonderful, wonderful to to be able to see that that you didn't say, oh, it was horrible, and I I didn't take anything away from that because I don't <laughs> think that's true with any of us. Like I, you know, when I was teaching and everything, the last few years really weren't fun at all. But I think I learned a lot from it and how to deal with situations and stuff in the future. So I think that's great that you were able uh, to do that. And I've seen you interact with people and do different things. The way you handle situations, I think, is uh, just extremely um, talented. And you're able to work with people where they they want to be part of what you're doing. And that's not so easy, I don't think, to make people feel that way. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're I welcome. guess, you know, one of... One of the things that I did learn is that everybody has everybody is good at something, and as a project manager, and even now today as a coach, it's my job to figure out what are they good at, what is that you know one or two things that they're excellent at, and then help them to cultivate that for themselves. So, and it's so much easier today as a coach than it was as a project manager because if somebody was hired into a very specific position and that's not what they were good at. It took a little bit of 
time to help them to see that that's not what they should be doing, but maybe they should be doing this and it, you know, you know, it's just it was it's that same kind of thing that I do with coaching. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right, and we're going to talk about your accountability coaching and your book and all that. But before that, tell us when I first knew you, you were going back and forth to China. I think you may have just been starting that, and that continued. Tell us just a little bit about that and what took you back and forth to China. Well, it was it was um, when I left corporate America. The very first um, thing that I had decided to do was to be a consultant with this kind of clients, the kind of customers and corporations that I worked with as an employee in corporate America. So I was doing process improvement with companies, mostly small companies um, that had less than 100 people. Usually they had 20 to 50 people, and they were software development companies. And what it was is they were – they had created processes for how they – their software development people did their job. And I have a certification from an organization. There's only like 400 of us in the world that have the certification where I went in and just did, I would call it an audit. They, you know, it's called something different, but everybody understands the word audit. And I would audit their processes and verify that they, their processes were set up in the work they, and they were following the processes according to a very specific model that I was certified to audit and then give them a credential that yes, they were doing things this way and then they could use that credential to bid on very large projects. And in the U.S. it was usually, you know, large projects with other corporations or with the government. In China, it was very much the same thing. They were Chinese companies and they were very small companies that wanted to bid on very large contracts with other companies and with the Chinese government, and it was a requirement that they had this credential around their processes. So it was very interesting. Very, very interesting, and I always was fascinated with it because it was a world that I had never heard of, I didn't know existed, and now I think with everything that the world does with China more and more, they're, you know, in our thoughts of of different ways of doing business and everything. And the fact that you had those years of, of doing that, I think, really gives you uh, additional knowledge and insight that will be helpful with everything. Oh, and I, you know, I met some wonderful people over there, and I've stayed in contact with the specific interpreters because, you know, when I was there, I would be there for about two weeks and spent every waking moment with this one interpreter that spoke English and Chinese. And it's been wonderful that we've stayed in touch. And there's one in particular that I've, you know, been talking to her. She wants to start her own small business doing interpreting for Americans or English-speaking people that come over to China. So it's been great. It was a very good experience. And, and yeah, I learned a lot from it. Yes, because, you know, we really are in a global economy. And travel is easier than ever. And because of the Internet, we can connect with people on the other side of the world at the same as if we're connecting with somebody down the street or just in another city or state or something. And I think being open to that really enriches our lives. We learn so much about other cultures. They learn about us. And also I believe for business that it's just mm-hmm. the, right, the right thing to do at this time. And it's fun. You know, you yeah. get to learn Yeah, <laughs> learn a lot about people. Yes. Yeah. Lots, lots of fun. All right, so now let's talk about what you've been doing now the last few years with accountability. Tell us all about that. 
Well, as as an accountability coach, um, my clients actually call me the queen of accountability, so I've taken on that title. Um, in fact, one 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 lady that um, was at an event with me, and when I was talking about the queen of accountability, she had a little pin that was a crown, and she took it off and gave it to me, so I even have a little <laughs> crown for my queen of accountability. And so I do. I work with um, individuals, business owners usually, that want to accomplish a goal around their business, and we just lay out what the goal is and what are the action steps, and they um, join my program, and we just walk through it twice a month of, you know, are you following the action steps? What are your next action steps? And and it's great. It, you know, they people find that they're getting things done that maybe they had procrastinated for a long time, and they're actually accomplishing their goals. So that's what I do with accountability for individuals. And I also work with coaches now. Coaches um, bring me in to run my accountability program for their clients. So if they have like a high-end coaching program that's usually a year-long program, they do the coaching, and then I touch the people twice a month you know, around what is it that your coach, you know, is having you do and help them break it down so that they have very specific steps to work on for two weeks. And then it's the exact same kind of accountability call that I do with individuals. And it just, the coaches are, are finding that it moves, helps their people to move forward faster and get things accomplished than when they did not have the accountability. So it's it's great. I, I love to see people be successful and celebrate. That's my big thing is every single time you complete an action step is to celebrate. That accountability is all about the celebration, not the, there's no blame. It's all the celebration. It's the positive. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, we we beat up on ourselves. We always say, oh, I didn't get that finished. I was supposed to do that. You know, the week is ruined because I didn't do something. Instead of saying, well, no, no, the week isn't ruined because look what I did do. I did accomplish all these other things. Exactly, yes, yes. And that can be a, another way of, of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I tell people that it's not about being called on the carpet. It's being on the red carpet to celebrate your successes. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's fascinating. I love that. Oh, that sounds thank so you. wonderful. <laughs> All right, so now you have written a book. Tell us about your book. So the book is called The Accountability Edge. And what it is is it's a compilation book where I um, invited 15 other experts and thank you Connie you you wrote one of the chapters oh, in the book thank you for having me yes you're welcome you're welcome and it's it's people giving their experiences around accountability and that's and their tips um you know different things that that they have seen how accountability has helped them grow their business so it's 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 a great book has you know 16 different experiences and views around accountability, the you know, the good and the bad and what to look for and how it can can help you in your business. Yes, and I know when you asked me to write that chapter, first I, I was honored that you chose me because you did only choose 15 people. And then it really made me think about what I was doing, how I was doing it, what was effective, what wasn't, and how accountability is so, so important in everything that I do, both professionally and, and personally. And and I think that that is the case with a lot of people that they don't think about are they using accountability in some way in their business, in their life, 
Usually the answer is yes, but you know, if you don't bring it to the to the front of mind like what you're saying it helps you to do, then sometimes the procrastination does come in or the bright shiny objects and and this book helps people to to see different ways to stop it or prevent it. Yes, excellent. And I think, you know, being able to get different people's perspective on the mm-hmm. topic, I think that you were very smart in in putting the book together in in that way. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I, and and it does. I mean, I, it was so interesting for me to read all of the chapters because you know people just have all kinds of different experiences, and I learned so much from from the other fifteen people that wrote in it, and and so I know folks that that buy the book will learn something for themselves too. Yes, definitely. And the book, I know it's uh, available on Amazon. And is there a site where people can visit to learn more? Yes, if, if um, people go to theaccountabilityedgebook.com, then that's all the information about the book. And, and actually people can um, pre-register for a reminder for the launch day, which um, is coming up in, in mid-December. And and they can yeah they can learn more about the book and and just you know who the who some of the authors are in the book and get all the information they want. All right, so if you're listening to this before that, you can go there, and if not, there will be something else on that page where you can find out even more and connect with Debbie. Because what I really want is for everybody to make that connection with Debbie, whether it is through the site or on social media. I think it's easy to find you, isn't it, at Debbie O'Grady? On social media, yes, it's Debbie O'Grady on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And it's Debbie with D-E-B-B-I-E, and then O'Grady without any apostrophe. Okay, yes, but because the apostrophe, is sometimes it gets gets confusing. Yes, it does. <laughs> so you, you have that set up. So, Debbie, you know, tell us what, what is in the future for you in 2015, 2016, what can you share that you'll be doing that's around accountability and beyond? Well, as far as around accountability, my my next phase is that um, I'm I'm growing. The business is growing so fast that what I'm doing is I'm now bringing in people that want to be trained to be accountability specialists. So I'm training them in the same way that I do accountability with individuals and with coaches. And that way there I can continue to go to events and meet people, which are the things that I love to do. And the accountability specialists will be able to run the accountability calls the same way that I do with with that same um, very specific, way of asking questions and and getting people, you know, pulling information out of people that maybe don't think of things um quite the way and and focus quite the way that um that will help them to to have success. So that's one of the big things in in growing my business is to have a team of accountability specialists within the company, the revenue recharge um company. And then beyond, I um, will be next year, probably the fall of next year or early winter of next year, have a retreat in Costa Rica for um, 10 folks that I invite to come to the retreat to pull people together to um, just put our heads together and mastermind and come up with 
with new things for our future and and it'll you know it's one of those kind of retreats where you get to share ideas and hear new ideas and it just you know opens up the possibilities for yourself and that's something exciting that that I've been working on for a while and and that will happen next year beautiful beautiful anytime that people can get together in a beautiful location i have been to costa rica quite a few times actually now and it is just a, a beautiful beautiful uh, country and I, I don't know that it's similar to really any other place. I agree. I agree. And you know where we go is is in the South Pacific region of Costa Rica, and it is. I just fell in love with the place, and and would love to share that experience with with other people, and and at the same time help folks to grow their businesses. Yeah, because I really can't think of anything better. It's such a gift to share a beautiful location a place that you have loved for a period of time and for so many reasons, to share that with people in a setting where they can then improve the way they're thinking about their complete life, everything they're doing day to day in their business, being able to connect with other people that are on a similar level to them at your event. I think it's just uh, magical. It is. I can't wait. I think it's going to be very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right, and do you have a main website that you can share with everyone? I do. It's um, called RevenueRecharge.com. That's the main site where where people can look at some of the things that I do, and my blog is on that site. And there's a connection even to the um, AccountabilityEdgebook.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I've just been, you know, forever changed for having known you. Debbie, and you know, you're somebody who went from just someone that I met at the event that I liked very much to someone then that I continued with and worked with, and now I consider you such an excellent friend, and I have adopted you as a sister, which I don't do to, with everybody. I've only done that with a few people, so uh, I love love having you in my family. Oh, thank you so much, and I I agree. It's just been wonderful you know, spending time with you as my mentor and, as you say, becoming very good friends along the way. So this has been wonderful, Connie. Yes, yes. All right, I have been talking with Debbie O'Grady, the Queen of Accountability. You're going to go and check out her book and her main site, and that's theaccountabilityedgebook.com. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh huh. Okay, wonderful. All right, I want you to check her out. I want you to share her with everyone else that you know, and uh, you'll be accountable in a way that you never even thought possible. So thanks again for for joining us uh, here today, Debbie. Thank you, Connie, for having me. All right, this is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com. Be sure to subscribe for all of the calls in the podcast series. Take care.